Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Wazi Circus Radio, where we're making American hip again, baby. This is the show where I sit down with the most amazing people that I have met in over a decade of professional skydiving, and now about a decade of uh, wind tunneling. Man, it's a burning question on all my friends' minds. A lot of us grew up in this culture that was kind of subculture, right? And now it's not subculture. Now it's fucking T-shirts and music and packaged in plastics. My guest today is going to provide us with a view inside of the business solutions and electronic banking systems for the North American cannabis industry. How how they're doing it, man. How, how, how could I do it? How could you do it? Is it even possible? What's the million-dollar question? The million-dollar question is, when is Texas going to be a board, right? Oklahoma is a board. California is a board. Colorado. Uh, Oregon is fucking Trojan killing it right now. Um, Mr. Harmon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us when will it be legal in Texas. You're going to show us what is legal in Texas. It's more than you guys think. Yo, yo, it's going down already on the legal market. There's different strains and shit. So, yo, I'm going to pass it over to my boy, Trash Carmen. Thank you for being here. We are all honored to have you on the Wazi Circus yeah, it's, Radio. It's all good, man. I appreciate the invite. All right. Yeah, thank you. This, this is Texas officially keeping Austin weird for me, man. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good. To, you know, to get to your point, like everybody really wants to know when medical marijuana is going to be available on a scale in Texas. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have great information for you. It's it's going to be a long time. Uh, Aren't they voting on it? Aren't there like people like rallying so the way that we gauge when a state is going to go uh medically legal is by the decriminalization process of medical or of marijuana in that state right now texas is aggressively backing off the processing and you know getting in trouble for having cannabis on your person um in that process is actually speeding up i mean you know two years ago five pounds got you five years Walking down the street, smoking a joint, you know, officer's going to slap it out of your hand, probably, you know, write you a citation. You know, you get pulled out of your car, you have less than an ounce, they're just going to confiscate it. It's a ticket, it's a no-show. Uh, you used to lose your shit for a zip. That's bro. exactly right, yeah. I mean, you know, two, three years ago, you got pulled over with an ounce of, of chronic in your car, you're, you're going to jail, and it's right. going to turn into a problem. Now that is a, we know who you are, we're confiscating your product, get the out of here. Right. Um, so that said, you know, that shows promise for us getting a medical marijuana program. Uh, unfortunately, the way that, that we feel about it, um, you know, we've I've been in Texas now for years. And when I first got here, because I come from a cultivation background, uh, my partners and I are licensed medical marijuanas in both uh, cultivators in both California and Nevada. We we oversee substantial outdoor cultivation we do greenhouse light deprivation which is a variation of growing in greenhouse uh, we do indoor warehouses the size of costco's we have those spread out between both california and nevada so we track where the emerging markets are going to be and i've been out here in texas for about four years and i got hammered with phone calls from my buddies that are in the west coast um, cannabis scene being like find us the next emerging state at the time Louisiana was where we are now with their decriminalization. And, you know, we look at Louisiana and we see 24-hour drinking. We see gambling. We see the fact that that is probably a pretty good shoe-in for a medical marijuana program that would immediately that's, that's go to true. recreational. 
Because we go to Shreveport and shit to go gamble. We don't even gamble in Texas. Correct. We got to go to Oklahoma to get across the border to go to win stuff. Yeah. That's why. I didn't think about that. Why so don't we have casinos? <laughs> Does Texas we have reservations? I thought the, the only place you can There's legally no gamble in Texas. in Texas is at the poker room, Texas Card House. Yeah, uh, I've seen those. Yeah, but they, you know, they're that's not even on the radar. We thought those were like QAnon little um, meet meetups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding, I'm dog. I'm just no, kidding. it's fine. I mean, I actually spent quite I'm a bit of time in those rooms. Guys. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in those rooms. <laughs> I like cards, man. Okay, that's cool. what we call them, cards. Well, that, yeah, um, no, but so you know, we started to look at Louisiana pretty hard and mm-hmm. go out there and get involved in the educational platform. Started spending some money doing the lobbying. And, uh, you know, oh, just over two years ago, Louisiana actually went medical. How do, you, how, do you, how do you come into a place like the Bible Belt and lobby for marijuana? Yeah, well, doing? so there's people here that represent, you know, multi-state operators that are doing the same thing we're doing. They're out there and they're spreading some money around and there's always a, you know, normal office and you can, you know, you, you lend some support to them. They know the guys on the Capitol that are cannabis friendly. You, oh, you know, course. start, you know, you buy go. some dinners, buy some cocktails, get to know those guys, find out what their wants and wishes are, and then provide them. Okay. And that's how we get a jump on when a program is going to go legitimate. Gotcha. We started that process in Louisiana. Allegedly, yes. Well, that's how it happens, man. Okay. I, <laughs> I, 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 thought here, I thought we were here to speak truth. You I, are, buddy. Okay. <laughs> you, I was just covering, you know. Go ahead. Fair enough. <laughs> so Louisiana initiated a medical marijuana program but what we did not take into account is the fact that that is still a southern state with very traditional values now they might have gambling and you might be able to get a cocktail 24 hours a day they are not down with dope Mm -hmm. the program is so restricted that even now 24 months later you still cannot purchase cannabis flower in the dispensaries you can only go in there to get topicals tinctures sublinguals and mm. the qualifying conditions to acquire the card to legally go purchase those products is a lot more restricted than what we're used to seeing on the West Coast, where, quite frankly, I, you, know, you get on your computer and you Skype with a doctor, and he asks you how your glycoma is, and he goes, cool, there's your card. Yeah, that's not even my experience. My, my experience is people I know just randomly go straight to a place and spend a bunch of money. Louisiana is not there yet, and you know if they're used to buying cannabis so, in California, so they got they, they got to Skype and get a, a card to get like a fucking elbow rub in Cal. It's it's more on the West Coast. You I could, know not in Cali. I'm talking about Louisiana. In Louisiana, yeah. you're gonna have to go see a primary healthcare physician, or there are now some specialized doctors that that just do the licensing. But it's not this process of just, you know, paying right. your $45 to get, get into the card, system. Right. Yeah, they treat it as medicine. I mean, recreational in Louisiana, forget it. And I personally feel that here in Texas, we're going to see an even more restricted Why? policy. Are we more free here in Texas? That's what we were taught. That's what I feel. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <sighs> Other than smoke. Or, or grow. Or grow. Right. God damn it. I mean, also, don't forget about the fact that Texas, by the letter of the law, for over a year, already has a medical marijuana program. Now, that but program was... Rest- should be legal, right? And uh, they stopped... They, ha- uh, my understanding is they stopped the whole street thing because they can't... The testing is so expensive to see if it's marijuana or hemp that they just say, fuck it. Right? That's so where the decriminalization legal. starts to come in because of those problems. You know, 2018, the federal government made a distinction with the with the farm bill saying, and they said that any cannabis that has less than 0.3 percent delta nine THC in mm, it, you're right, 
will be considered federally legal, which meant you could cultivate, sell, manufacture all of the systems that we use in the hemp markets that yeah. are applicable to the cannabis markets. All of that became legal on a federal level. Texas itself has restricted even what the feds say that you can do. The, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I heard a story at NPR, and they were like, they have these whole batches of crops they got to burn because it's higher than 3%, and then it's less than that that's getting tested for. That's so correct. So where, where did Texas limit that to? Uh, well, so it, the, Texas follow, the Texas laws are very, very similar to the federal laws. It's in the compliance and the processing of who you are or who your corporation is to acquire one of those permits, mm -hmm. especially in cultivation. Let me tell you a story, man. There's three companies that are licensed to cultivate medical marijuana in the state of Texas. We applied for those licenses as well. 42 companies applied. Three companies won. They paid over a million dollars for a hemp cultivation license, mm -hmm. and they pay over $100,000 a year in maintenance on that license. And the cannabis that they can grow has to be less than, it's either 0.5 or 0.7% Delta 9 THC. No shit. Now, these guys are not making money on those products. In no. fact, two of the three licenses is not even being implemented yet. The only one, I believe it's Compassionate Cultivation, has a greenhouse, and they are making distillate out of indoor-grown CBD flowers. So it's just flavored shit then at that point, It right? is a non-psychoactive right. component, or non-psychoactive analog of the Delta 9 or medical marijuana program. Okay. So what you got to understand is that the the federal government thinks that Delta 9 THC is the only psychoactive component in the plant. That's how the whole less than 0.3% started to separate hemp from cannabis. Okay. Everybody needs to remember it's the exact same plant. It looks the same. Mm -hmm. It smells the same. The smokability is the same. It's simply the fact that it does not have a higher concentration than 0.3% Delta 9 that, that classifies it as hemp versus cannabis. What is a Delta? Delta 9 is a tetrahydrocannabinol. Um, THC. THC. But there are multiple THCs. Delta 9 THC is the psychoactive component of medical marijuana that gives you that heady or body feeling. It alters your state. That okay. is the Delta 9 THC. As the hemp markets have matured, um, some chemist friends of mine have figured out how to take CBD from the hemp plant mm -hmm. and then run it through a fractulation process that we call distillation and convert it to what's called Delta-8 THC. Delta Is eight? that psychoactive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's man. green girl. <laughs> yeah, that's that is our business model. We yeah. are focusing because Delta-8 is taken from a hemp-based material. It's still federally legal. It has about 60% the efficacy of Delta 9 THC. So if Delta 9 THC was Bud Weiser, mm -hmm. Delta 8 is Bud Light. Okay. Now, when we make a cartridge or a gummy, we can bump up the amount of Delta 8 that is in there to be equatable to a standard, typical Delta 9 dosing. So oh, instead... Dude. Dope, dope. In California, your typical starter gummy is 10 milligrams of Delta 9 THC. Right. We make a 15 milligram D8 gummy that matches. It's pretty close, man. That sounds pretty good. It's pretty close. You know, I think I've heard that they're pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We're handing this, out samples, man. Here's <laughs> safe, son. So, 
like how many other de- there are obviously nine strands of delta what's delta one what's delta two actually what's delta five? it's it's not it, everything started with delta nine and the reason oh, it there was, wasn't a no 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 there's okay. not yeah it's not like covid where you go delta gamma <laughs> yeah. you know, beta, like, yo we got a variant son <laughs> yeah. let's roll up <laughs> i'm good <laughs> uh, the, the nomenclature delta nine refers to the amount of bonds that are in the molecular structure Delta eight, ah, delta, right. yes. Delta eight is exactly the same, except it's missing one hydrogen and one double bond is on the opposite side of one of the molecules. It's that close. And fun fact, when let's just say you had some medical marijuana and you left it in a jar and you forgot about it, you threw it in a shelf, you go on vacation, you go skydiving, you come back 18 months later and it's not as potent. The actual process of delta nine breaking down organically creates delta eight. Correct. It erodes to delta eight. Correct. We just figured out how to replicate that in the lab, starting with CBD instead of starting with THC. And then you distill it like making moonshine in a herbal way. It's the same thing as you taking olive oil out of olives, okay? You start with the biomass, Mm -hmm. you manipulate the pressure, the heat, and the burn inside that tube. And what we can do is shock the lipids or the fats, which is what the oil, it's basically an essential oil coming out of a plant. It's the same process as the lavender. It's the same process as using olive oil. Why are there Delta-8 dispensaries on every block well this is relatively new technology to north america and what we're finding and the reason that i have made the transition from being in the medical marijuana markets to the hemp markets is because there is just an untapped wealth of opportunity out there these products are readily available all over the country anybody in the austin area within two miles can drive to a cbd shop request delta eight products and i promise you that they're carrying them really yeah absolutely yeah Beautiful. Me. Hey, you have a small business in the Austin area. Would you like to up yourself? Wazzy Circus. Holy shit. No shit. Yeah. So it's just knowledge. It's just education. It's education. And that's what we're focusing on right now. Like we, you know, because we are the manufacturers of these goods, we are supplying them to the CBD shops that the general consumer is going to walk into. And what we're finding out is that without us telling the population that, hey, this stuff is different than CBD. It emulates the Delta 9 medical market. So we're See, on this big... that sounds strange. And, you know, remember Spice? You guys know anything oh, about that yeah, fucking shit? No, I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that shit has destroyed so many lives. It's like anything else that's not just, like, regular, I'm, I think people have a bad taste. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough sell, especially for somebody like me that grew up I mean, you know, my home state of California, and I know that makes me unpopular, but that's just where I'm from. We that's had my rent's going up, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Just get it out now, man. Can, we, can, can everybody chime in right now yeah. so we can get hey, it out of the way? go home. <laughs> Joe Rogan doesn't even live in city limits. If you guys are going to fucking come, look, dog, come on, man. You can't go to the regular neighborhoods and buy every fucking thing to make it an Airbnb. There's people that have jobs. Here's what's going to happen. Who's going to fucking take your order, dog? You, who's going to give you your COVID fucking vaccinations and shit if you're going to get them? Everybody's going to be gone. You're running them out, trash. You know, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's how I feel. Yeah, preach Dude, on, man. This, oh, yeah, my God. Because I've never heard this before since Yo, I've been living here. So fucking rent went up. Yo, oh, my God. 600 bucks for everybody. Yo, the, the, the fucking pandemic ended. And right now, if your lease is running out, you guys are coming in droves. 
It's fucking disgusting. In my defense, I'm the one guy that showed up with a coping mechanism to deal with all the other bullshit. I saw your brand new fucking house in the brand new development, dickhead. We brought cannabis down. I know, but still, man, the Ferraris downtown. You can't fucking hear the band. (laughs) You guys are dickheads. I think the Austin audience should know I'm driving a 2012 CRV yeah, right you. now, sir. All right, that's you. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I've been downtown. You can't even fucking have a conversation because everybody's showing off their piece of shit from Cali. All right, I'm done. Moving I love on. you guys. Come skydive with me, I guess. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to live here. So you're not skydiving with me. I don't know who the fuck you're gonna get. All right, I'm done. I'm a little upset about you. Tell me, take a moment, man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I started so telling people I'm from Nevada because I just didn't want to have this conversation anymore. <laughs> hey, I like I like you said that. I have a I have a real question. The markets, emerging markets. Cali has a long. Cali is the the Godfather. It is the OG. The original the medical original, licenses, and it's been 25 years. Emerald Triangle, baby. Humboldt County. If y'all are my age, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Nevada was this new, new thing. And they were getting overrun. When they opened, it was like the floodgates. So which market is actually bigger, money-wise? In terms of cannabis versus hemp? No, just, just, just in the... From a state level? Yeah. The reason that we ended up as cultivators in Nevada was because the, the barriers to making money as a cultivator in California, the margin was getting smaller and smaller. The, the whole reason that we ended up in Nevada was because we needed to drive the margins on our businesses that would keep the whole thing afloat and there was so much competition in california that we could no longer do that that's why we actually made the jump to nevada now it's it's kind of apples and oranges because in california we we dealt with 25 years of a revolving cannabis program they were changing the rules and regs and the compliance every year nevada was one of the first states to just go straight to recreational and it cut out a lot of the red tape Mm -hmm. and made it easier to get into the market given the fact that we had experience and could show due diligence on these sort of business solutions in the state so it's hard to compare a great roi for the state holy shit what i can tell you is that nobody will ever catch up to California in terms of volume, but don't also forget about the fact that there's substantially more people population-wise. I mean, the numbers, I mean, just the tax revenue alone is hard to calculate. Imagine the volume of sales that's happening. That's crazy. I can tell you, as an old-school Northern California cultivator, um, we're starting to see some really, really impressive cannabis coming out of Oregon and Washington. Like, we, for the first time in two decades some of my friends that all they do and you gotta understand it's their strain this is what they do right 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 never get two master cultivators in a room together because they'll fight right (laughs) yeah beautiful we're we're acquiring our cannabis from oregon because it's gotten so good better than northern that's a i can't put that out there that right so so, okay so my my next question is it is it lab grown in oregon and then cali still we're still out in the sunshine in the parks Hauling okay. hoses and the, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that, those are my days, man. I know. Yeah, dragging that thing are. up hey, the Mendo hillside. Cheers, yeah. cheers, man. Too bad one of us looks 60 and one of us looks 30. I look 60? Nonsense, man. Come on. God damn it, son. Um, you know, <laughs> the, it, it actually it depends. Like The majority of, of cannabis that is grown for the markets is grown for the general population. Most people shop cannabis by price point, not by quality. So a lot of the cannabis that ends up in there, especially the flower, is um, grown in greenhouses or light deprivation variation because you can make 
a plant look and smell like an indoor grown cannabis for half the cost. Oh, light. Okay, when you said it earlier, I even wrote it down. Light, de- the, um, light deprivation. Light deprivation. Okay, so it is. Okay, my buddy Gimpy Ninja. Shout out to my buddy Gimpy Ninja in Santa Cruz, California, growing big, man. So it's just the lights timed on the four to six hour Actually, interval thing, whatever it is. Yes, the same okay. idea. Look, if you need a plant to flower, it needs to get 12 hours of light and 12 hours of dark. So right. when you get into the later parts of the summer where there's actually 14, 16 hours of light mm-hmm. and, you know, 10 to 12 hours of dark, what they do is they depth, they they take the light away from the plant at 12 hours by covering the hoop tents so that mm-hmm. light no longer gets to it. That way it stays on cycle. That is light okay. deprivation. Cycle, got the it. The other side of it is that when you're early in the season and you have greenhouses that are indoor and you're only getting, depending on what latitude you're on, you might only get eight, nine hours of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Then they'll fire up those indoor incandescents mm-hmm. and uh, supplement the light. It's it. all about getting that 12 hours Tell of light me. and that 12 hours of dark. 12 hours the whole time? Well, not from the plant's inception. Uh, we grow from clone or tissue culture. Right, um, right, right. You know, we, we take a baby off the plant, and we uh-huh. put that baby in its own pot, in its own soil, in a special bit of magic that we like to put in the soil. Right. And we put them under a lower lumen but 24-hour light cycle. Okay. The plant thinks that it's growing all the time. It thinks that it's light all the time. Therefore, it shoots up. The plant will not flower unless it gets light and dark. So what we okay. do is we use 24-hour light to bring them up, get them strong, get them to the height that we that fits the grow environment, mm-hmm. and then we transplant that into the flowering stage, which is 12 and 12. Right. And you know, okay. for the cannabis, for the, you know, we call them the top tens or the fires, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is grown in an indoor environment. The reason being is that we can control the five elements that make the plant grow. What are the five, baby? Uh, so the, it needs light, it needs water, it needs temperature, it needs humidity, and it needs CO2. Okay, you didn't even say nutrients. What about nutrients? The, the dirt, we the, can, the soil. For, okay, for, fair enough. Fertigation, six. it's controlled. Six, six elements. You can look at it that okay, way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The ones that are really important is the humidity, the light level, the, the amount of distance between the actual light source, the plant, Okay. Um, and then the CO2 level in the room. You have to remember that you know plants suck in all the CO2. We as humans blow out and turn it into oxygen. CO2 is the newt for the cannabis plant. Right. So we pump those rooms full of CO2. CO2. Those plants suck it up, and they grow up and big when they're on consistent light. Once we want them to flower and create that, that bud, we switch them to 12 and 12. Yes. By moving it inside, we can perfectly dial in each one of those. Control. Yeah, and so there's warehouses now. It's not fields anymore. Oh man, oh I've seen warehouses. I know it's warehouses. Um, I know it's warehouses. Friend of mine, Paul Hunky, lives in Illinois. Works Shout for, out to Paul. Yeah, Paul, you are the man. Actually, um, come on my show, buddy. Works for a company called Cresco. Mm-hmm. Cresco is a multi-state operator. They do very large cultivations. Cresco in Illinois, where Paul works, they have. 13 Costco-sized warehouses and, like, 300,000 square feet of... Warehouses, people, not stores. For indoor. Like, imagine yeah. walking into an empty Costco right, right, and seeing see nothing them. but cannabis. Right, 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 right. And then they have greenhouses that equate to several hundred thousand square feet. Because I mean, it's business now. He told me that they do something like a million grams of processed flour a week. In Illinois? So, Is it legal well, in Illinois? <laughs> 
There's, Chicago, you can go smoke out on the train. I honest, A train, South I, Side. I could not tell you specifically what the legalities are on the East Coast. You ask me about anything in this part of the country or mm-hmm. the West Coast, I can dial it down for you. The East Coast is just we don't we don't have the bandwidth to get out there. R- Paul lives there full time. I mean, it's these guys. W- the smaller states have a tendency to set up reciprocity between the smaller states. So they'll have one huge cultivation in a small state that feeds the states around it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that actually goes against federal law because you're moving medical marijuana across the state line. Those three or four states will get together and be like, look, you're going to be the cultivation state. We're going to be the dispensing states. Cresco comes in and goes, hey, we'll spend $25 million building a facility that that spits out all the cannabis for this geographic area. It's, so here we go. <laughs> my cats, people like, man, my people I know, my friends, who, who, fuck, man, we've been victims of shit over the years, and now we're watching all these companies come up and make loot where people lost everything they've ever fucking loved for having just a 20 bag for sale. And now these guys are making million, 25 million on a grow facility, and I've had friends pop for plants and put away for five, six years. Sure. So what does a what does a brother do, man? We just have to watch it. It seems we just have to watch this shit go down. I, I disagree. I it's it's the same analogy as the gold rush. The people okay. that made the money in the gold rush were not the miners. It was the dudes that were selling the picks and shovels. Mm. Instead of going Danger. after, listen. Instead of going after one of the major five licenses mm-hmm. in the cannabis space, I can tell you right now that like I mean in Nevada we spent over five million dollars between compliance licensing and the and retrofitting a building so that we could even apply for the license like we had to spend over two million dollars before we could even go look we have proof of concept will you come check it out Mm. it's a big dollar game it's all controlled by three or four companies and their subsidiaries where the money is for the little guy uh, the entrepreneur is in the picks and shovels figure out a way to do the support services for the cannabis markets um, if you have, if you're good at logistics, actually, there's um, instead of dispensing, there is distribution. And uh, one of the ways that the states pull more money out of us is, you know, back in the day, I used to be able to grow my weed, pull it out of the field, stick it in the trunk of my car, drive it down the state to LA, coming out of Northern California, and I could offload my goods, and that was legal. Then the state figured out, we're like, you know what? We could stick in a distribution guy. We could make it so you have to be a bonded and licensed to actually transport that cannabis so that we can tax you on both ends when you right. both pick it up. And so, so you get it when you drop it off. Right. Still, so yeah. that's exactly right. But those systems, they the compliance form is a lot less. It takes a lot less capital to get into. And then anything. The distribution, the moving it. D- the correct, yeah. So why don't the companies just move it themselves? Because the states want to make sure that there's an extra level that they can tax. Like, oh, when right, I was, right, 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 right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like having contract workers. When I was taking it out of the field, driving it down, they got they, they taxed me when I sold it to the dispensary. Now they get to tax me when I drop it off to the dis- to the distribution company, and then the distribution company gets taxed, and then they get to tax it again when the distribution right, company right. drops it off at the dispensary. There it is. I got you. Holy shit. So what other what other um, outlying opportunities are there? So distribution, I, I know you said a white label something. There is a lot of space, especially in really fun, kitschy, tight communities like Austin. I mean, if you have any sort of influence, you've got a big group of friends, stuff that you do, your skydivers and whatnot, you figure out a way to facilitate the needs that are coming from the hemp markets for your set 
of people mm -hmm. and then just build it. Mean. It's not. Give meaning, me an example. Give me an example. Okay, let's, you know, this hat right here. A friend right. of mine, Ryan's got it. He makes CBD goods in Colorado. Big shout out to Ryan Cirillo. Shout the way. out to Ryan. Yeah. I love your hat, buddy. Yeah, Ryan, by the way, I committed like a box of these hats to the studio. I apologize. Yeah, if you're on the show, you're going to make American <laughs> Hemp Again hats, son. Why the circus? Um, picks and shovels. It, got you know, you picks go, and shovels. There's still a lot of space for retail CBD. I mean, I know it looks like there's a lot of stores in the Austin area. But if you're proactive and you go outside the ring of people and you set up shop as, say, you know, Pflugerville is growing into Hutto. Hutto is going to grow into whatever's behind it but it hasn't happened yet. Right. Go stick a shop out there. Let the wave of people come over you. To Get to you, know right. your community. Grassroots will sell product. Right. Don't try to compete with guys that have licenses in multiple states they have teams of attorneys they have right. coffers that are full of cash so you say we go to cresco or can i grow my own shit out in lexington what i can i'm just kidding Seth. this actually you know if you're talking about texas specific this yeah. is a good time to bring up the fact that the way that the hemp markets are are shaping up in texas is that this is going to be a primarily um What's the word? Industrial. Industrial. Industrial dude. growth. So what about the, like, so in Cali, you get 100 plants for your personal use for medical. Correct. You don't think that's going to happen here? No. Why would it be different? I don't think, well, remember what I was saying about Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nobody's okay. growing their own flower in Louisiana. You have to buy it and procure it from the dispensary, and the state laws dictate what those dispensaries can and cannot sell. And they mm. signed a contract that says you cannot sell flour. Do you think it's realistic that the state is going to allow the end user to set up a couple of lights in his garage and Maybe. cultivate? I don't see Man, motherfuckers got tigers and shit. Texas is, I think, man, I, I, I have faith in my state. With respect, I, I run into this a lot. Now, look, opinions like I that. I can shoot some shit. Right now, yeah, which I is, can go outside and sh shoot some. Shit which trash. is crazy to a Californian, right? I can't, I can't buy fireworks in California, but you oh, know, Fourth of July, fucking five-year-old fireworks in my garage right now that should be fucking disposed of. Yeah, but I mean, try, try to step out of your shoes and look at it from the other side around. Like I, you know, when I bring my friends out here, they think that they they joke that it's like they're from the future because they've seen everything progress. Right. And based off of where your state is. In terms of decriminalization, okay. the amount of blowback that we've gotten at the Capitol and the things that we know, we in the industry, even though I am new to this area, I, I feel that you guys are heading down more of a track like Louisiana than, say, Oklahoma. Now, I will bounce back with this because when it comes to industry, jobs, and money, it holds a lot of weight in Texas. And I think if the numbers are right and the people hear that it's going to go to the social services and they structure it right, I have faith still that we're going to do. I think we'll make better decisions than fucking Louisiana, buddy. I believe that Texas has already handicapped your medical marijuana <sighs> program. Look, I mean, you know, look, there's guys. That I are bet you. I don't know anything. I'm just talking. Look, it's illegal to grow any. You have to have a license that cost a million dollars just to grow point. 5% Delta mm, 9, mm -hmm. and all they're doing is turning into sublinguals. So what about Delta 8? Can I grow Delta 8 all day? So Delta 8 is not, while it is naturally occurring in the hemp plant, mm -hmm. it's in a very small amount. To, to create Delta 8, we use CBD isolate, 
mm-hmm. and then we manipulate the structure. CBD molecule. Give me one of those. <laughs> oh, this is the this is the uh, isolate the structure. So hold on, hold on. Run me through this. How do I get the bag? The bag, the big one. How do okay. I get this legally? This, this is Delta Eight. No. This is not real. No, no, no. Delta Seven. What you're looking at? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It smells real. So. It's the gamma. What you're looking at is CBD flower that was cultivated by a friend of mine up in Oregon. He grows incredibly high-end CBD flower. That is not a Delta 8 product. Oh, this? I didn't know what the fuck that was. I didn't know this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is legal. Yeah, Yeah, it's mine. It's cool. This flower has less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC in it. Therefore, it's legal. So this is legal? Yes. So, look, look, look. I go to 6th Street right now. They won't give a fuck. Let's see. Let's go to Pflugerville. That doesn't count. We're somewhere in Austin, and I'm smoking a joint this with this. Totally legal. And the cop's like, yo. Totally legal. You know what? They don't even do shout out. God dang, I got to say. Shout out to Round Rock. Not even for this, but just it's. We've got great police officers here. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Just good people that, like, talk to you. I'm used to getting barked at in Arizona. They'll ask you, actually ask you a question. So if I was smoking this... They probably would not harass me, but if they did, how do I explain that? No, <laughs> this is Delta Eight, bro. This is legal. That's Mike, crazy. Look at this. Look, if this if this was in my trunk of my Navigator and I got pulled over, your dog's going to jail, Delta Eight or not? How yeah. do I prove it? What okay. do I do, Trask? That's so ridiculous. So what we do is we break them down into sellable units. Mm-hmm. This packaging is designed mm-hmm. to allow for that to happen. There is a QR code on that product. Okay. You scan it with your phone, I see it. and it brings up the certificate of authenticity. All of our products are anything that has Delta Eight or a, a hemp product. We make sure we have them tested by labs that are certified by the federal government. In fact, there's a DA, DEA specification for Delta 8, Delta 9 labs. I'm serious as a motherfucker. So that QR code, you scan it with your phone, it'll bring up the COA or the Certificate of Authenticity that shows that that is a Delta 8 product, not a Delta 9 product, and it is therefore state and federally legal. That looks like five years to me. Like, so what's legal? Delta eight is no, 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 no. Weed is legal, like hemp, but it's super weak. So let's say somebody that smokes regular Delta nine and they roll it in regular sized cigar things called swishers when they're about that big, they have to like three of these to get one of the regulars. Of the, what is it called? The OG Granddaddy Kush, I believe is what it's yeah, called. It's easier to say GDP. but GDP. Yes. So this is what to GDP? 120th the impact. One, so it would take 20 pounds, 20 of these bags to equal one GDP. Yes, unless... That's a, that's you, a high heel to Unless climb, you infuse that flower with Delta-8 distillate, which is what you're holding in that jar right there, uh-huh. then it emulates the cannabis smoking experience it gets you very very close hold on hold on hold on hold on we emulate Waz is coming around with yeah. the distillate yeah. <laughs> yo yo the distillate so you break down a cbd you take the distillate you feed it into the water that's going into the delta 8 and that ups the psychoactive effect and that's how you can match the delta 9 legally because of the distillate 
So you guys are just jumping through hoops to get around shit. Correct. What I'm telling you is that any Delta 8 product... How could I prove this shit in court, son, with my public defender? It's not... (laughs) 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 The fuck am I going to get by? It's Delta 8, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got that shit from Cali. Oh, that's funny. I hear you. It's, It's a white dude's game right now. It's, this, it's a money game. It's cool. I understand. I accept it. I, I think it's beautiful that it's coming. I think the products are beautiful. I think it's an alien. You know, it's the strongest steel, but it's the lightest styrofoam, hemp, right? It can be transferred into, we could wipe, we don't have to cut down another tree if we grew enough hemp. We have some We could pro- build yeah. cars. Um, Marcus Garvey, he's not, on, he's not on here, but he built a fucking car for Ford, Henry Ford, out of hemp. Fucking bumper to bumper, completely out of hemp, and he's hitting it with a hammer like it's indestructible. He had a very high voice. You guys can see the video, man. It's it's out there. It's what the fuck is holding us back? Why is Canada? Why is Canada the boss in this game? Canada had a. What about med- the New Yorkers and the fucking San Francisco people? Why didn't they jump on the shit? What you gotta understand is that Canada had a 15 year jump even on California. And the system in oh, legalization yes, and they had 15 years of medical marijuana wow. close to it. Please don't quote me on the 15th for over a decade. Canada had medical marijuana before California did just because we were growing it in the hills. Didn't mean we had an actual sanctioned program. They had a program with labs. Doctors were testing. They were going correct. Big. Yes. Oh. It's sanctioned by the government. Now, here's the because the, they're big. You guys, they're the big boys in the fucking American game. Am I wrong? Anybody want to do some interesting? Check out a company called Tilray. T-I-double. L-R-A-Y. These guys are monsters. These guys are transcontinental shipping containers full of high-grade medical marijuana all over the world. These Mm. guys are filling box trucks, putting them on ships, and sending it to the UK. Mm. That's where they're at in Canada. We spent some time up there talking to those guys, and uh, (laughs) big ups to Canada medical man they, they yeah. yeah but the thing about it is that originally when the program started there was only three cultivation licenses given out to three companies those three companies have turned into monsters they're all publicly traded companies tilray is they're up to stuff that we can't even dream of and tilray's a, a traded company on the market i can Correct. find them on robin hood yeah. yes all right but i wouldn't <laughs> i'm just saying uh check out cresco tilray these are the monsters yeah. and here's a fun fact the Canadian conglomerates actually own over 50% of the medical marijuana licenses in the entire country here in the U.S. That's what I'm saying, in North America. The Canadians own over half of the medical marijuana infrastructure for the U.S. already. So when you guys hit that shit, you got to be like, eh, eh. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. I'm going to start putting gravy on my fries. This is so good. It's so good. Holy shit. So it just, it just feels like Tesla's into the game and everybody else is just watching, it kind of feels like. With, when it comes to Cresco, Tilray, um, what are some other big ones? There's some big fucking companies, man. Yeah. Well, they're all conglomerates of the Canadian multinationals. Damn it. Yeah. Look, man, you want to get into cannabis, let's stop talking about cannabis Pick start talking about hemp. Okay. D- Texas, we know for fact, will be the single largest producer of industrial hemp and hemp products in the nation. So give me this. How do I get 
if I got some seeds from you, how do I remove, how do I remove everything out of it and just grow hemp legally? Like just non-psychoactive fields instead of hay and corn or soy. Was, right? Was, as was. a farm, was. Man, sure, I'm sorry. Trask. It's, Trask. Yeah. It's, it's right in front. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, how do I get how do I remove? Do you know the process to remove the THC? You start with certified genetics. It all comes it's down all, to what you process, put in the plant. Genetics, now yeah. I can tell you that if you leave your crop in the in the ground too long, the Delta 9 will start to creep above. But it's a really simple testing process. You got to be out there and you're testing your plants. Oh and wow, it, it's a process. It's, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's not a. This is not thing. rocket science, man. Look, if you can grow sorghum or wheat, mm-hmm. you could grow hemp. It's the same skill set. Okay. A lot of the machinery is pretty similar. Until uh-huh. we start talking about large scale, uh-huh. then you need some specialized equipment. Okay. But anybody in the state of Texas can get on the uh, Department of Health Services website, file for a hemp cultivation permit. It's a very simple process. There's no vetting. You need to have some sort of um, cultivation. Um, your, your land has to be licensed or for that process. Like You have to be growing something already. Okay. Um, or you can geotag your backyard. Tell them that you're going to cultivate hemp in your backyard. Pay your $275, and you mm-hmm. can throw a, a seed in the ground tomorrow completely legally. Now, don't mistake that for thinking, oh, I'm going to you know, get on some Amsterdam website, buy some you know, cannabis, and throw it in the ground. These guys will come out and, and check. And test your shit. No, yeah. So how do I get it? And then, I mean, isn't there a huge explosion of people needing hemp? Is there like an overload of hemp in the market? Or, you know, how, is it hard to process hemp? It is very difficult to process. Because the fibers are fucking ridiculous. Um. For the for the industrial side, yes, mm-hmm. and uh, you know currently people are starting to set up processing plants. It's actually interesting. A lot of the um, the machinery that was used for grinding um, wheat and corn and whatnot, these high pressure mills, mm-hmm. these guys are starting to trans uh, convert them over to processing the hemp. You know, there's a project going in in Harlingen, and there's you know several billion dollars going into a facility that is meant to handle the entire south of Texas, where everybody just pulls it out of the field, throws it on a truck, mm-hmm. jams it down to the processing facility. They buy it in bulk because they have the connections and the shipping connections to move that product right. offshore. It's a doable thing. Unfortunately, the you know if you are growing hemp for the fiber, you're mm-hmm. decording the stock. Mm-hmm. And you're selling that stock. That stock's only worth about 15 cents a pound. So it's an economy of scale. Until you start growing several hundred acres, right, right, you're not right. going to make any money. The one caveat to that is that we can grow hemp in the same plots that are not being used in the off-cycle cultivation of things like wheat and sorghum. Right, right. When, when you're moving shit around, your, the hemp will re Your bumper crop. Yeah. yeah rejuvenate the soil so hemp is actually a weed it is not a plant or a flower the difference distinction between weeds and flowers is that weeds actually put mineral and newt back into the soil where flowers and um and anything else takes nutrients correct yeah so it's advantageous for a farmer that's down in you know pyrosol that's got a 60 acre pivot he rips his weed out Go sow, sow that thing with hemp because the hemp will not only Rejuvenate. increase the soil, 
content. There's a lot of, lot of opportunity out there. Yeah, unfortunately, the infrastructure to facilitate all these things is not there yet. Like, we can grow hemp, but we don't have anybody to process it. Mm-hmm. There's several guys that started legitimate labs for extracting CBD from smokable flour. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the infrastructure yet to facilitate decordination or making of products. Mm-hmm. And there's a major hole right there. If you guys want to make some money, start looking at processing of industrial hemp anywhere. And, making a product. and not necessarily even making a product. The people out there already have uses for it. Actually, here in Texas, the oil and gas companies have a use for it. We're developing a hemp based pellet that is used as a fuel source for the fracking rigs. Mm. It's cheaper. It's got another biomass. It's it's I mean it's shit plant. It's you know you're not right. gonna eat it. You're not gonna smoke it. Right. But you can turn it into a pellet and burn it cheaper and run the fracking material. The yeah, industry. we can make hemp for the smokers, right? You have a hemp smoke steak. That <laughs> that'd be disgusting. <laughs> it might be delicious. I, I think you look. Would, it you, might go, be would you go buy a steak? I would just to try it. Right there, Uh-oh. there is your pick Uh-oh. and your shovel. Wazzy Circus Mesquite, baby. <laughs> 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 yeah, pick and shovel now. Man, that is okay. So yeah, the 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 so the peripherals is how you get on it because the guys are already in on it. Yep. the guys are already in on the it. The big dogs own the medical marijuana space. Here, the emerging market is the hemp space, not only from a CBD and wellness perspective, but from a industrial perspective. The cultivation, the distribution, the processing. I mean, the, the things that we're working on that you can do with hemp will blow people's mind. Like, there's things I'm not telling you because I don't want... I know, we talked about it a second ago. I know, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Anything... One of the things, like, uh, you know the big socks, like when you have an oil spill out in the, in the ocean, mm-hmm. they throw down those big socks to contain the mm-hmm. spill? Yeah. They're making those out of hemp now, and they're factors better in their absorption right. and maintenance of collecting that spilled material. Right. Oh, there's a lot of you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Dude, check this out. The You know, we have a, uh, a new president uh-huh. that leans a little bit different than our last president. Right. And uh, he's not so big on giving the tax credits to the oil and gas industry here in Texas. Right. There's an initiative being started. Um, hemp sucks in more CO2 per pound of biomass than any other plant on the planet. Okay. There's an initiative being started where they're, we're trying to get tax credits for planting hemp around the derricks, uh-huh. the 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 field derricks. Oh, I, I used to work on a derrick. I know. Okay, so that hemp, all of that erroneous gas that's right, being right, spit right. off, the hemp will suck that in. And we're trying to spin it so that if you grow hemp around your rig, you get your tax credit back. And it looks like the federal government's going to bite. It, mm, we were mobile. So there wouldn't be time to set up your grow around. So you have to put it around your around your pumps. Correct. Yeah, I, I misspoke. Not there, a Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the Derek is how you pull the pipes yeah, out. Yeah, man. You talk about the rig. When I'm south of San Antonio and you oh, see those really? pumps going back and forth. So there might be money in just being a farmer, coming out, setting up for the rigs, and cultivating, coming and checking them out every month. There's uh, um, some gentlemen. Nobody's in- going to test that shit, son. Nobody's going to go down and test an oil rig weed. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all call that shit nitro, son. Call that diesel. (laughs) Ah, that good diesel, baby. That's funny. Fracking. 
Call it frack. All right. That okay, man. Yeah, you got to think big. Here in Texas, you got to think local and think industrial. That said, there is mm. also space in the wellness side. Right. Every city needs, and every little uh, borough needs a local run kind of guerrilla CBD shop. Right. That would potentially, if they want to specialize in Delta 8, they should give me a call. Right on. Give me a call. Trash Harmon, how we find Trash? Uh, he has a website, trashcarmen.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, where we at? There we at. Look at you, oh, dude. <laughs> I never met that guy. <laughs> that's the gentleman that does. Hey, let me show you. Let me. Uh, that's not you, is it? Yes, it is. Sir. Holy shit. Hey, yo, I showed up at Trask's house to be my buddy. He didn't know I was coming. He opened the door and shit his pants, man. You're, exa- <laughs> you're exaggerating. You're, not, not, not much, but you were You were happy to see me. You were like, who the fuck are you, dude? I was like, ah. Uh... <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, you're the money, dude. I knew that. Well, so I got my start by providing the banking solutions that, you know, white-collar businesses take for granted. Uh-huh. Uh, we figured out a way to give those services to the cannabis industry. Like, so our bread and butter, when you walk into a dispensary in Colorado and you're able to pay with your debit card, mm-hmm. we're the guys that gave them that capability. Oh, you're the fucking micros for the cannabis industry. So micros and squirrel is for waiters and restaurants. Yeah. That's how we make the transactions. Yeah. You're the transaction guy. The federal government uh, will not allow you to make a medical cannabis purchase on a credit card. We right. figured out a way to facilitate doing it on a debit card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, it just kind of, it, it, it was popular. What, what I've heard is that um, you have to get cash out of an ATM to buy a bunch of stuff in Cali. So it used to be, up until a couple years ago, it used to be that the way we did it was that we wrote the coding on the transfer of money to, so the bank thought that that ATM was, or that, that pin where you stuck your card in, in the retail location, the bank saw it as a ATM. <laughs> okay. And that got us, that circumvented the rule. Gotcha. And everybody rocked that solution for a couple of years. That was why when you'd go in and you bought $97 worth of product, you had to run your card for 100 and then the bud tender gave you $3 back because, mm-hmm. you know, the ATMs don't spit out $97. Everything had to be on the 20 Right. That was the mechanism that allowed for that. Gotcha. Very recently, we have developed a system where we do a pin debit. So just like when you walk into Costco or 7-Eleven, stick your debit card in, put your pin in, that's the new system, and that's what we're rolling out now. And it's catching on quick. Fucking A-Trash. <laughs> the, the real trick was when we figured out how to start taking the cannabis cash, which is still considered a Schedule One narcotic by the federal government, mm-hmm. and sticking it in FDINC shirt banks. That's when we got popular. And you were able to pull that off? Yeah. So guys didn't have to pull fucking suitcases of money with armed guards to the bank no more? No. No. That that's, easy that's now. not professional that's not professional <laughs> at all <laughs> but that's the guy wearing the suit yeah i see you i see you man i'm glad i met you um what advice do you got for just local texans hold on to your seats it's coming no one's listening to california no one's taking advice from the california yeah we are. Gonna... you're here this is cali now this is south beach or some bullshit now from a commerce from a making money standpoint oh, okay. if you got a passion for cannabis uh-huh stop looking at Delta 9, mm-hmm. start looking at Delta 8, and start looking at the industrial uses for the hemp plant. All right, so let me let me clarify. Delta 9 is what you guys Medical marijuana is Delta 9. Day. 
Delta 9. Delta 8 is the same thing, just a little bit different, but legal. Legal. I'm not going to jail for this bullshit. This is legal. You are not going to jail <laughs> for that. <laughs> right. And then, no, the hemp industry. If you really have a passion for it. Look, the plant is the same. Hemp, we have just crossbred through genetic manipulation. We have dropped the Delta 9 THC concentration. Right. It's like taking the seeds out of a watermelon and, and growing over time. You're just taking the... the, the THC. I don't know much about watermelons, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they used to have t- tons of seeds. Now they same have concept, right? Yeah, we manipulate the plant through cross yeah. genetic. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and that is legal to grow anywhere in the nation. Now, states can mandate their own set of rules and regulations to govern a hemp rollout. It's different in every state. That said. There's still a ton of movement for people that really start to understand the hemp plant. Okay. We are extracting materials from the hemp plant that get you high. It's what we refer to as the entourage or ensemble effect. Okay. The sum of its parts put together is greater than the whole. There's a lot of other compounds in the hemp plant, terpenes, flavonoids, all of these the resins, the mm-hmm. glistening things. That's all still in the hemp plant. We dial up the Delta 9 by infusing it, or the Delta 8 by infusing it with Delta 8 distillate, which is still federally legal. Mm -hmm. You have a product very similar in efficacy, not only from a health benefit, but from a chillax. Mm -hmm. And those are the products that we are spreading out to your local consumers. What, 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 um, how are you going to do it? What are you going to say to the public? This is already happening. Right, so what are you saying? Uh, (sighs) How do I know it's not spice? In fairness, mm-hmm. our educational program needs to ramp up okay. because, oh, to be fair, man, I mean, this is me, you know, I grew up, I've had medical marijuana in my home state for 25 years. Like, it's gotten to the point where our kids go, oh, I don't want to smoke weed. My dad smokes weed. That's stupid. Yeah. That's where we're at on the right. West Coast. And so to come from being ingrained in a system like that to the stark opposite of that where, you know, people just don't have the understanding mm. of the 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 plants that we're playing with right 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 we it's like tattoos in oklahoma 10 20 years ago thank you it's yeah. exactly what it is it's it's an educational thing and mm-hmm. uh and, and we need to figure out a better way to communicate with the public right on wazzy circus radio communicating with the public educating y'all this shit's legal son <laughs> or i'm going to jail Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so um this is a skydiving podcast, so we're gonna do a Friday freakout, and I'm gonna explain. Yes, we are, and I'm gonna explain that to you, and we're gonna watch it. Then we're trying to convince you to go skydive. Then I'm gonna convince you after the Friday freakout. This is tough. Then I'm gonna convince you to come fly your tunnel time with me. This is something we had not discussed. Yeah, we talked about tunnel time, right? I feel like I'm getting getting ready yes, to get you punked. Are. And then <laughs> you're gonna read the story, and we're gonna get out what? of here too, dog. From the book, remember? Uh, yeah, man, I'm game. No shit that I was. Oh, you did mention that. Yes, I did. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm high on my own supply, man. Uh, <laughs> it's legal. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> hey, there's a guy coming on the show in two weeks. His name's Brandon. He fucking hooked it in and shattered his hips, and he had a long way back. He's doing tandems and shit I'm now. sorry, guys. What's that mean, hooked it in? Hooked it in. <laughs> You'll see. Uh, so, skydiver swoops into barbed wire fence. Skydiver entangled with parachutes. Slam by heart. No. Skydiver refuses to cut away, clears line by 600, no. Diamond line twist. They're all dumb now. Terrifying malfunctions. 
Leg strap unbuckled. Premature parachute open while exiting. Soup fell, slams into ground with low turn. There we go. Everything else is dumb. You guys check your fucking gear and you won't have a fucking parachute coming out when you exit the plane. It's dumb. Check your friend's gear, you guys. Don't let somebody get out with a loose pin. That's stupid. Now listen, Trash. The shit you're going to do is, first we're going to do indoor. And you're going to be comfortable falling. Then we're going to go skydive. Parachutes are really cool until you get good and you start pushing the limits. Look, he's going to grab his fronts. He didn't even grab his fronts. Don't tell me it's a rear riser fucking. Oh, Jesus. Okay, no, there's a stall watch. He's going to grab his fronts, the front of his parachute. He's pulling it to the ground to dive it. Oh, I've seen oh, this. My oh, my stomach hurts. fucking. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, sweet. This is about to be a hard sell, son. Man, I'm sorry. I'm 44 years old. I am. Oh, I don't bounce. I splat. We should have watched that first. Okay, but look. Listen, Trask, when so you pull, me, when you pull this off, wrong. when you pull this off, it's like heaven on earth. Okay. But tell me what went wrong. He was too low, too aggressive. Un. I don't know. I don't know this guy. For me, I don't do swoop dives with gloves on. His fingers may have got stuck in the fronts. Look, he's pulling the double fronts. One. Two, three, come out of your turn with the harness turn. Very good. He should be recovering now. He's staying in his front. Arms up. He should be planing out. He's not. Look at his hands. Look at his hands. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. So listen. 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 Um, imagine an airplane coming in and flying in. He should have leveled out, but he stayed in the dive. He didn't pull up. Okay? If you look in the shadow. Baby, let's run it back one more time. If you look in the shadow... His hands, gosh, this is a lot to explain. We land the parachute with these things called toggles. They have a lot of lift. But when you're doing a swoop is when you do a low turn and try to come across the ground real fast. You use these things called risers. They control the wing a little bit more and flatten it out for you to get more glide. But they don't save your ass. It's a very fine-tuned thing. He was trying to use the fine-tuning for a big adjustment. So if you look in the shadow, he's on his risers. He should be in toggle. So watch. He makes his turn on his rear risers, those black straps are risers, and his hands are those yellow toggles, see? Sure. He saws it, he reaches up, he's in his front risers, he's pulling it down, he's diving. He should be out of it, reaching up on his toggles. Look at the shadow. His hands are right fucking here. He should be down here trying to save his fucking ass. I'm sorry, man. I hope you're okay. I didn't read the description. I'll read it after the show. I am never getting in a plane with I'm you. fucking sorry, Trash. <laughs> we should have watched that shit. Yeah, this, this is how you sell your service? Showing yes. people yes. slamming into the ground? Because if you oh, listen to me, that'll never happen to you. That's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> Friday Freak Out. Hold on. I usually explain this a little bit. Um, there's tons of canopy coaching available in the industry. Just go on the USPN website. Kurt and Jeannie are my number one, and then there's Flight One, and then I'll fucking coach you, man. Come at me, and I'll be like, yo, don't fucking do that, son. Hey, you're going to shatter your legs like glass, like crystal. Don't do it, man. Soup is not that cool, man. Free flying's way cooler. All right, can we do another one that's less fucking, no, we won't do it. I'm sorry. That hurt. Oh, that was terrible. That hurt. I'm sore from watching Ooh. that. So can I say that's never gonna happen to you? <laughs> Come skydive with me. I got five thousand of them. I've never done that, and I've never done that to anybody. I you know what I mean? That. That's just the thing, man. You you won't do that. That's like listen. It's like seeing somebody at track day in their new fucking uh, Lambos, and the one guy. Wah! I understand. Yeah, I, t I tell you what. That's the one guy. When I can figure out how to get below two sixty, I'll let you put me in a tunnel. No, we're going. 
right. you got free time with the yeah. show. I, I need, I need a couple beginning. months. To, no, I'm you need a week. 15, man, Come on. Not, not with my lifestyle. All right, so we're going to read. Uh, this is from No Shit That I Was. Thought I Was Going to Die. This is Trask Harmon blessing y'all. Blessing us, man. Blessing us with this knowledge, son. Like, yo, this maybe not, but everything else around it. The jars, the stickers, the distribution, the fucking make something. Make some butter, man. Make some butter. Make something cool. Make some tea. Make up extract. Make some shirts. Bring me an idea, and I will help you execute it. I mean, quite frankly, a Californian could use the Texas karma. I'm I'm Mm. putting it out there. Come come to us with some sort of hemp-infused idea, and we will make it a product for you. Wazzy Circus is making hemp-filled canopies, son. Watch out. (laughs) Dog, hemp lines and shit. Y'all don't even know. They get old, you just burn them up, dog. (laughs) All right, T-Dog, go ahead. All right, this is is Green Weenie by Tim Long. All right. The late, great Bill Stage, SCR5, told me of a jump he made on which when he went to open his mane around, nothing came out. He punched it as best he could, but nada. So he rolled over on his back to open the belly chute. It opened fine, and he lay there watching a nice white reserve fall away from him. Somehow the connectors had come undone. He remembered no. thinking, I had, I just had the green weenie. Then bam, the mane opened. The reserve ripping off had broken out the mane. He always laughed about that green weenie, though. That doesn't make me want to go skydiving either, man. This is the worst <laughs> show ever for fucking new skydiving. <laughs> this is never going to happen. I'm so Why did you pick you the now. green weenie? <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst Friday freakout. Take I this week away from me. <laughs> oh, my God. So just to reiterate, he dumps his mane. Nothing happens. He's jumping a belly reserve. He rolls to his back, throws the reserve, and it's not hooked up. It flies away. How the fuck? <laughs> That's the green weenie. Hey, avoid the green weenie. Wazzy Circus Radio. Yo, check us out on Patreon, forward slash Wazzy Circus Radio. Keep your head on a swivel. Hey, man, love your friends. Check your gear. Thanks, Trask Carmen. Find him. I'll put a thing in the description. Um, he's real about ideas, man. He's coming in a full fucking force. I wish you guys knew the monumental fucking force behind these guys. Thank you to Michael Rose. Man, thank you to everybody that supports the YZ Circus Radio. Shout out to my students. Kicking ass. You want to learn how to skydive? Come holler at me, boy. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, Wazzy. Thank you, sir. Boom. Let's go get beers and tacos.